0: Annual hell in a cell. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The New Day versus Rusev Day. Day versus day. I'm gonna go with the New Day. I do think Rusev and English will win the belts down the line. I don't think it's gonna be at Hell in a Cell. Have them go at it for a while. Have them go at it in Australia. Have them go at it at SmackDown mm-hmm. 1000 Give SmackDown 1000 something to be excited about. They just kind of got back on the same page. I don't think they win the belts just yet. In regards to Hell in a Cell, New Day just got those belts. I'll take them to win the championships back. Still legal. Trouble in Paradise!
1: the cover, hook to the leg, and the new
0: bruce oh, oh wow let's go to the raw tag team championships Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose who you got what this one I'm very excited
1: for a little tougher to predict I'm gonna say Dolph and Drew retained because Seth already has the intercontinental championship Dolph and Drew just won those tag titles again you can still have Dean and, and Seth go at it for a little while Ambrose and Rollins essentially don't even have to win the tag titles back I'm just gonna say Dolph and Drew retain Seth Rollins beating Ziggler So Go
0: through.
1: Can't go right away.
0: Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. I have Randy Orton in this match as well for a lot of different reasons. I know they're going it at SmackDown 1000. That's really where I'm going to see Jeff finally go over in this feud. So I think Randy goes over in this match first. I think we see Jeff do one too many crazy things. Maybe he falls off the cell halfway up. Either way, I think Jeff's going through a table. That's the crazy spot that I think is going to cost him in this match. Hardy is swinging from the cell. Oh, no! The SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, the champion. Becky Lynch, the challenger. Who do you got and why? Again, this one is a little harder to predict, and
1: they're most likely going to go at it again in Evolution. Could essentially have, like, Becky win the championship in one match, and then she drops it back to Charlotte. I'm, I'm going to say Becky Lynch.
0: Oh, and they're from the Queen and oh, no, no, tournament! tournament. And finally, the main event, Hell in a Cell, Universal Championship. Roman Reigns the champion, Braun Strowman the challenger. Who do you got and Roman Reigns, because he just won the Universal Championship,
1: he's not going to drop it in his first title defense.
0: I agree. I'm taking Roman as well. Again, just won it at SummerSlam. I think Roman holds onto this belt for a while. (laughs) And he's beaten the hell out of Strowman and Reigns.
1: And an F5 to Strowman from Lesnar. An F5 from Lesnar to Reigns on top of Strowman. Hell has come in the form of the beast. Nobody in a million years expected Brock Lesnar
0: to show up here tonight. What if I told you... You are about to listen to another wrestling podcast.
1: No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 No!
0: This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is The Knot, another wrestling podcast. Here are your hosts... Sean McChesney and CJ Palmisano. All right, let's get to it. Episode number six. We're still doing this? Episode number six? I guess. I'm surprised (laughs) we made it past two of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palm Are your hosts. A lot to get to today in the world of pro wrestling. A little bit of a better week, CJ, to really talk about wrestling. Uh, Hell in a Cell is over with. Um, Not a terrible pay-per-view. Uh, we always say we've seen worse. I have seen worse. It could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot better, but it could have been a lot worse, so I, I will give him that credit. There's a solid, like, six or seven. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about the pay-per-view itself. We'll talk about our favorite matches. Obviously, we'll talk about the lead-up into Super Showdown a little bit later as well. We'll recap Raw and SmackDown. A very underwhelming Raw. A pretty decent SmackDown, if you ask me. SmackDown was good. Raw, again, yes, very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, something that you brought up to me about an hour ago about a meeting between wwe and impact wrestling officials very interesting very interesting we'll speculate of course what that means uh we'll talk a little bit about matt hardy as well we'll give him a few minutes as we move along with the program but first let's bring up hell in a cell obviously like i said before could have been a lot better could have been a lot worse kind of in the middle a little bit better than i expected a lot of surprises and as you can hear by the pre-open that i played you as well um, a lot of surprises, a lot of uh, predictions, and not only did we get right, we called to a T. Like you know, Jeff Hardy falling through a table off the yeah. cell.
1: We uh, we actually tied in predictions. We
0: did tie, yes, we did tie. Um, but what neither you and I were expecting was Brock Lesnar to show up and crash the main event of Hell in a Cell.
1: No, that was surprising. Fans actually cared about Brock Lesnar. He again. got a
0: huge pop in
1: San Antonio for that. He did. Uh, I was actually, oh, oh man, Lesnar's here. It was it was cool for all about maybe five ten minutes and then they stopped the match. Yes, which made absolutely no sense.
0: No, I agree with that. If you if you're gonna have something along the lines of that, and it brought me back to you know Survivor Series 07, Undertaker, Batista inside Hell in a Cell. At least mm-hmm. when Edge came and and assaulted the Undertaker, at least he put Batista over the Undertaker to end the match. So at least there was a winner. Um, yeah, I would have rathered something like that. Whether he put Roman over Braun, I mean, he wasn't going to do that with
1: either of us. I thought that was going to be the th- the case where like first he f five Braun and then he f five Roman. I figured Roman would land on top of Braun and then that's how Roman, which would he win. did, by the way. Yeah, I thought that was how the end of the match was. Right, but then re- obviously re-
0: you take Mick Foley out of the picture, who I didn't I didn't understand him I being think the Fo- referee. I think
1: Foley was just a case of people to watch and the I an- guess. and the anniversary of the first helens Hellen- Hellen- well not the first Helen's on Hellen- Hellen- the match, but the match he where went he went off the cell. Yeah, where he fell off the cell right it was the anniversary of that so they were trying to make it a big deal uh just f- it made no sense for foley to be in the match which by the way he kind of three uh yes, at he one did. point in the match so, Braun Bro- so is the Braun- uncrowned champion he should be the universal champion
0: which they didn't bring up on raw at all no they didn't <laughs> and they, they should
1: have uh they brought it up in commentary of foley being making mistakes and said right. like, well, that's been a while or whatever whatever they said but but yeah Br- Braun should be the universal champion a- anyway uh it's great, it's Royal the, Rumble all over again. Yeah, which now they're calling Crown Jewel. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, uh, so, pretty much they booked Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman into a corner here. They want to make both guys look really strong. And the Money in the Bank briefcase w- essentially was wasted. You, again. Oh, we, we said before that you don't necessarily need Braun to have the Money in the Game Bank briefcase for the Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman feud to uh, start. Slash continue after SummerSlam. Right. You can just jumpstart it right then and there and have these two because. Fans aren't going to question, well, why are these two feuding? Well, the one thing that Will say is, well, I guess Brock's gone, so these two make the most sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, they make the
1: most sense without Braun holding the universe, uh, I'm sorry, uh, money in the bank briefcase.
0: And, you know, at least last year we knew there was a reason that Baron Corbin had to give it up. Obviously he had a lot of heat backstage, so it's like, all right, you can understand it, but you wasted it. This year they purposely wasted the money in the bank briefcase. They made it look like a prop this year. The women really over did. the last two years, it, screw that, over the last six months, have made the Money in the Bank briefcase look more important on their side than the men's side. Even though it's, there's only been two women's Money in the Bank briefcase holders. Right, and they cashed it in with it, and both of them were cashed in within a three-month span of one another. Well, if
1: Carmella is the longest reign...
0: Carmella held it until the, the two nights after Mania, and Alexa Bliss, three months later, cashed it in on the same night. That's what I mean. They, right. They, I mean, that's but great. But they, they made it look
1: important. That's exactly it. Even if the Money in the Bank briefcase holder looks a little weak, it doesn't matter because down the line, 98 percent of the time, you're gonna get a cash in, and they're gonna be right. the new champion. It's like
0: it's like you know, bear with us. You're getting your push. Just give us some patience here. It's okay. That's it's,
1: all it is. Yeah, it's okay for the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, especially if they're a heel, to look a little stupid. Do you remember and how weak. bad
0: Sheamus looked just an hour before he cashed in Money in the Bank?
1: Yeah. I'd like to forget that Sheamus won Money in the Bank. Yes,
0: but but my point is, <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want. You can, like, they made Sheamus look bad two hours before he even cashed in the briefcase. Look like what
1: they did with Dolph Ziggler when yeah. he with Cena.
0: You could do whatever they you want. Him, they gave him another poop bath with AJ Lee. Exactly. <laughs> you could do whatever you want with the Money in the Bank holder, but deep down the line, you know, it's like, and it could come out of nowhere going, okay, you're cashing in in about ten minutes. Get ready. The, yeah. Your push is coming.
1: Yeah, they, they never really know when they're going to cash in. Uh, I, I, again, this this moment made me feel that you know this briefcase would have been better suited with someone like Finn Balor or Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe Because they'd probably still Miz be holding or, it by now. Yeah. They I, wouldn't have cashed in by now. I would have loved it if Miz... I'm sorry. Yeah, I would have loved it if Miz held it. But I would have loved it if Finn Balor won that briefcase. Uh, he probably would not have been able to cash it in successfully. I would have loved for him to go to SmackDown the next year Turns, hey, who is this? Uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Uh like let's say AJ's a champion uh, sometime next year. Gets the title back.
0: Finn comes turns Finn, heel. Turns
1: heel, cashes in on AJ and we get a Prince Devitt-esque Finn Balor right. on SmackDown. We get a Finn Balor AJ Styles feud on SmackDown, which would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you look at them, and I said it last week. I said, we have completely wasted the money in the bank. Now, I didn't expect Brock Lesnar to come down and it'd be a no contest. Of course not. Really did. No one really expected that. But the the idea that you wasted money in the bank two years in a row, and, again, last year you had a pretty good reason to do it, even though you did it anyway. Um and again, I don't consider Backstage Heat a great reason, but it's respectable. Whatever.
1: It was a way to teach Corbin a lesson. Exactly. I guess. And
0: he was the U.S. champion a little bit after that. And, you know, even though it was. Corbin,
1: tra- he had a decent uh, 2017. Right.
0: And even decent. though Monday night was a transition, he did get a world title match, which wasn't that bad. It was actually a pretty good match, I thought. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Corbin will be a main face on Raw for at least a little while. I mean, part of me feels that his performance on Raw is going to lead to Kurt Angle coming back
1: soon. I've heard rumors about that. Like you know, if it's gonna set up a team Angle versus Team Corbin. Oh, uh, they're not series. gonna do Bischoff Austin all over again, are they? I don't know, but that's a rumor. Uh, I don't know if that's been uh, confirmed or if it's been like you know denied or or debunked or whatever. But that's one thing. This whole Corbin thing is apparently is leading to a Kurt Angle return, and in uh, ring return.
0: Okay. I'm all for Kurt Angle returning, but if they do off Austin all over again at Survivor series, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. But again, you know, back to the back to the hell in a cell. Again, you waste money in the bank. If you were gonna pull this crap to begin with, any of the other seven could have done better with the money in the bank than Braun oh, Strowman. For sure. For sure. Uh, but this will lead, of course, to super showdown, obviously with the Shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Um yeah, there really isn't much more to talk about except now Brock Lesnar is in the mix, and of course they're gonna have their triple threat at Crown Jewel, which I didn't even know existed until Monday night. That well, that
1: was the next uh, show of the Greatest Raw Rumble, right? And I didn't the know Saudi they were Radio. doing
0: it until Monday.
1: I mean, they announced. Uh, I know that they, they were doing a second one. I didn't know if they were gonna call it the Greatest Raw Rumble Two or right, whatever. Right, I knew they were. I knew were, they I were knew they doing, they another, doing another
0: one. I didn't know it was confirmed. That's my point.
1: Now it's called the Crown Jewel. Honestly, right. when I heard this, I thought, oh, is Chase Owens gonna be there? Yeah. yeah I just don't know. <laughs> Chase Owens is the crown jewel of Bullet
0: Club in New Japan. Now, are they doing this in the same stadium they did it the last time, or are they doing I would, it somewhere, I somewhere would think, else? I would think so.
1: I right. think it's the same stadium. I
0: mean, because if they're doing these international pay-per-views, you know, they want them to be big mainstream. The last two have been in, in football cricket arenas where they can fit 90,000 people. They're,
1: they're genera- Apparently, they're generating more money than WrestleMania with the Saudi Arabia shows.
0: Oh, of course. And, and Australia is supposed to generate a lot of money in two and a half weeks, and we'll get to the lead-ups into that. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to have this triple threat match. Obviously, Reigns is going to go over. He's probably going to pin Braun. I don't expect Brock winning the title back. That'd be the biggest shock and the biggest slap in the face to the entire main roster. If he won it back that night, it'd be the biggest slap in the face to the main roster. That just leads to another Brock and Roman match in Mania. Exactly. Which, if that's the case, I will literally... If we have tickets by November 2nd, I'm selling them back. I don't want to see that in the main event. I don't either. Nobody does. Nobody does. I've said before,
1: like if I'm going to Mania next year, and if the main event is going to be Brock and Roman... Again, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't care if Bro- I don't care if Roman wins the title back. I don't care if it's a shock thing of Brock winning the retaining the title. I don't care. I'm gonna. You leave. know what? You know
0: what? You and I will be able to do. We can get home, or no, we can leave the stadium during the promo. We can get home. We can come back to my house and we can watch the end of the match in front of my 60 inch TV. Probably, yeah. We could probably make it back by then. Yeah, beat all the traffic. Exactly, and the idea that they, that. The, the idea that they could do that again I don't think they're going to because they're already leading into the Miz Bryan story possibly Undertaker Shawn Michaels we talked about that a few weeks ago I
1: honestly hope and I said it before Charlotte Ronda Charlotte Ronda I hope that this Roman Reigns title uh, reign leads to a S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat at Mania yeah I don't that's mind what, that's what I hope this leads to
0: and, and I'm not saying I I mind I don't mind Roman Reigns being the champion I really don't mind him being the champion going into Mania well, but booked right Right, as long as it's booked right. And, you know, besides the Hell in a Cell match, I guess you could say so far so good. I mean, he's had a few good matches with Finn Balor. I thought he had a good match with Corbin on Monday. By the way, they said on on commentary uh, leading into Hell in a Cell
1: with Reigns and Strowman, uh, I think Michael Cole said Roman Reigns is undefeated in Hell in a Cell matches. He only had one Hell in a Cell match against Rusev prior to this.
0: Well... Yeah, that's when like you know. No, he had one with Bray Wyatt. He's two and oh. Oh, he did. Yes, he, oh, I didn't that, know that was twenty fourteen. Rusev was twenty sixteen, and then yeah. Then I am. Uh, then I am incorrect. Okay. Either way, it's two oh. and O oh inside the cell. Mm. Not an impressive. You could start talking about that at like three and, oh, four and, oh. two and oh, I don't think so.
1: Now he's 2 and, two, oh, and, and one, one.
0: He's pro- he literally like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, and all those guys that tie in the last two weeks. Anyway, mm. you can hear my thoughts on the SMC Sports Podcast. Cheap plug. Um, Cheap so- plug for
1: your other podcast.
0: Exactly. That will be dropped tomorrow. Anyway, done with that. So... <laughs> Back to that as well. Again, as long as it's booked right, I don't mind him being the champion going into MetLife. I really don't. Yeah. But if it's against Brock again, and if it's the rematch and Brock's I'm revenge, I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out. I'll, I'll watch AJ and whoever he's going to face because I don't think AJ will be the champion. I th- I'll watch Miz, Bryan. That's what I'm going to be waiting to see. If it's Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, I'll be the first one in line at the door to get tickets. But if it's Roman and Brock, I'm, I'm sorry. I will leave before the main event even starts. I- I'll leave during the promo.
1: I don't know. It's just not a good match to have main event again and have Reigns main right. event again. But I think...
0: Um, but I don't we- even mind Roman main eventing again. I just mind As long it. as the feud in the if story the is compelling. Fine. Like like you mentioned last week, if we have the Shield triple threat and Dean is a heel, and it's basically almost like a Roman versus Dean feud, and Seth is just itching almost as a tweener just because he wants the world title back so bad, he ends up being a tweener going into Mania? I'm fine with that. I really am fine with Roman main eventing again. Well they'll probably It has to be booked right.
1: In that situation, they'd probably book Rollins as a tweener, but in reality, Reigns is the tweener. Right. Uh well actually Ambrose will be the tweener, Reigns will be the total heel, and Rollins is the total babyface. To the fans. To the fans, but yeah, not to, to the booking. But to the WWE, it would probably be Reigns is the total babyface. Ambrose for sure is the heel and Rollins may be a tweener more leaning towards babyface
0: right absolutely and I agree with that 100% and yeah to WWE it would be heel Ambrose but to the fans it would be completely reversed Um, and then it would be one of those things where Seth did win the title at Mania obviously he'd have the babyface reaction he'd be babyface going forward but I think in that position he'll just be somebody that's just itching to get the world title back
1: I think it still should be Dean in
0: that in that situation. In that situation, that, that's situation
1: sure. My, that's my opinion. Right, and, and but, we
0: have months to discuss WrestleMania as well.
1: Speaking of Dean, uh him and Rollins uh may have put on my favorite match at Hell in a Cell the other night. Oh, that was a fun match. That was my favorite match. That was a fun was, match. Why don't was, why don't we
0: go into that too? Yeah. Um so, It was about they gave him about 24, 25 minutes. It was it was back and forth each way mm-hmm. on the outside of the ring and the inside of the ring. Their chemistry, the four of them, is unmatchable. When, when it comes mm-hmm. to everything that goes into there. And, you know, and when we did the pre-open, too, and I said, you know, had the New Day and, and um, Rusev Day go out for a while, well, that's no longer going to happen, and we'll, no. get to we'll get to that later. Uh, rest in peace. Anyway, but, yeah, I, when you look at those four, you look at Dolph and Drew, who have... Really, when that team started, I was like, "All right, they're gonna." It was
1: very confusing. It
0: was confusing, and also you're thinking, "All right, just another team on Raw that they're probably gonna, you know, put in the tag team division, and have no impact." They have had the biggest impact on Monday Night Raw the,
1: since they argu- showed up. They're arguably the MVPs of Raw
0: since since the Superstar Shakeup. Absolutely, because they've been on every Raw, they've been booked right on every Raw mm-hmm. from Dolph. it, it Really, it started to me, and they had some momentum going into this when Dolph answered the open challenge after Money in the Bank. That's where it really started. Yeah, that's where this whole thing started. That's where the started. whole thing started. That's where Dolph and Drew really gained their main event status. Then it led to Extreme Rules with Drew McIntyre getting involved in the main event leading to SummerSlam and all of a sudden, yeah, Dolph drops the Intercontinental title but out of nowhere they're the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're going somewhere and I don't think that Seth and Dolph are done with the IC title yet. I still think that no. title is going back to Dolph Ziggler soon.
1: You could argue that maybe Aunt, uh, McIntyre get a shot. Maybe title.
0: McIntyre gets a shot and maybe that's they, what leads to the jealousy and, and it leads to the
1: breakup of the team. They could do a four-way somewhere down the line where all four of these guys are fighting for the Intercontinental
0: yeah, Championship. Yeah, maybe. But you know, it was to me since the Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank where these guys really gained their main event status and they've kept mm-hmm. it ever since. Like you said, CJ, I think they've been the main event pieces of Raw and and putting them with the shield and Braun Strowman hasn't made much sense yet. I'm excited for the match. I think the match will be pretty good in Australia. Braun doesn't
1: necessarily... Braun, for sure, does not need to be a heel right now. No, he doesn't. But, and we've said that but a million I, but times. I, but I like the the group with Strowman and McIntyre and right. Ziggler. Um, it, it's, it's going good. And plus, I think Drew McIntyre is the... I said Rollins and... I'm sorry, Ziggler and McIntyre are the MVPs of Raw. I think just McIntyre is just going to be... I keep saying it. Like, in a year, he's going to be Universal Champion. Less... Like... You so, think
0: he'll be world champion in a I, year?
1: In a year, he's got to be fighting for or at least the universal champion. Because they—he they, is. since he left, he has gotten ten times bigger. He has uh, seasons himself. Because he was just a kid in WWE. Right,
0: and he thought it was all going to be handed to him. And he mm-hmm. said in multiple interviews, I left to come back. And mm-hmm. I left to come back the right way this time. Yeah. And he said, he, I blew my first shot here. And when he came back
1: comes back in NXT, wins the NXT Championship. And he didn't have to go to NXT. He wanted no. to go to NXT. No, he didn't have to go to NXT. He said, it,
0: I wanted to go to NXT.
1: But yeah, that's good. And when, you know, the injury, when he had a match with Almas at War Games, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. It was no, a blessing because he no was ready one, to come up. Yeah, no one really expected him to go back and fight the NXT Championship. He can he just went straight up to Raw right, right. after Mania. Because perfect. he never had
0: to go to NXT to begin with. Yeah,
1: and I and I love him as a heel. I think he's just a great heel. McIntyre's just one of my favorite guys in Raw right I now. I thought
0: even in the beginning of his WWE career, he was a good heel when he was yeah, younger.
1: I always, I was always been, been a fan of McIntyre. I loved his old entrance theme. Like, they've changed his theme like three times. I loved his. I like the second one. His first one. I'm not a fan uh, of the third one. I love the. I... <laughs> I love the 3MB theme. I only like 3MB because he's later Slater and, and uh, McIntyre. I loved his theme when he came back to NXT and it took me a little while to get used to the new one. I like it, but I loved, I loved his...
0: His first one.
1: His first one and his and his NXT theme the his best. His
0: NXT theme, I think, was the better one just because it suited more of his personality. Yeah. I thought the first one, it was like they were trying to put something on him and it mm-hmm. never worked. You know, even though he had a run with the Intercontinental title, he and had tag a good titles with Cody. And a tag titles. He had a good, good feud with Matt Hardy, a good feud with Kofi Kingston but it just it it never seemed right yeah this one where it's and it also you they almost feel like they made him put an image on himself mm-hmm. he comes back he's himself he's got a full beard he's ten times bigger he's huge he's huge it's like it's like now i'm who i want to be because i made it on the indie scene so you can't change me yeah uh and triple H. every every triple H promotion, H rolled with it.
1: every promotion he went to he won their world title at everyone impact world title he won the uh wcbw world title uh, there's a Scottish promotion. I I'm blanking on the name, but right. he won the world um, title there. Yeah, NXT champion, NXT championship. It's only a matter of time before he wins the WWE or Universal Championship.
0: I agree. Because, it's, just, it's just it's just a matter of um of how they're gonna do it though. Essentially, he may not be
1: Universal. I still think he's be World Champion in general because he could go to SmackDown next year. As yeah, as Superstar shake He could. He
0: could go to SmackDown. That do Once know. the Dolph rivalry is over, probably. Probably. Now, is a Dolph rivalry like a one-and-done, or is that one of those things where it's like Drew gets drafted to SmackDown, but then it's like kind of that interpromotional end of the rivalry? It could be that. I mean, I honestly
1: think that— Especially the, if
0: he takes the IC title to SmackDown. That's
1: what I think. I think that the IC title is going to go to back to Ziggler at some point, and the, uh, uh, McIntyre and Ziggler will drop the tag titles to someone. I don't know who yet— but I think the Intercontinental Championship match we're going to see at Mania is McIntyre and Ziggler. Yeah, and just my favorite part of the match was probably the finish of uh, of the oh,
0: where he was finishing the, the yeah the Falcon like, Arrow. Fal- Rollins right into got, the Claymore.
1: was right about to get him to the Falcon Arrow and. He smacks him with the, with the Claymore kick, and Dolph just falls on him. Oh, that
0: was a phenomenal finish. That was great. Finish. A phenomenal I loved finish. It. I loved it. I thought that was a great match, in the night. I enjoyed AJ and Joe. I didn't mm-hmm. get the finish... I mean, it was interesting, but then it's like. It's a way to keep them. It's a, it's a, for storyline purposes, it's a way to keep the feud
1: going. I, I guess. with Because we already know they're going to have two more matches. Right. We already know this, but for kayfabe purposes. What I
0: didn't understand more than that, and obviously now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, all right, it's a great way to, to keep it going. The segment with Paige where she goes, there must be a winner. Well, there was a winner. It was they, a controversial winner, yes. but there was a winner. It wasn't like nonetheless there was a it winner. It wasn't like um, Roman and Braun where it was no contest. Mm-hmm. There was a winner. It should have been when you looked at the replay. And I thought Tom Phillips and Corey Graves sold it perfectly because Corey Graves kept saying he tapped, and they're like, "Well, we need to see the replay." And as soon as they saw that replay, Tom was just like, "Oh my God, he tapped!" Mm-hmm. Like they sold it perfectly. That's a great. That is you
1: know after seeing the Hell in a Cell was red I'm kind of glad that AJ and yeah. Joe wasn't in the cell I'm, I'm glad but overall that was I, such a buzz kill I know but overall I knew you know it sucks these guys aren't getting a Hell in a Cell match because they deserve it but I think that it's going to be they're going to do the match just fine Have play out the story just fine and that's what they're doing they're still making Samoa Joe even though he's taken a loss. it you know, it's controversial. They're making him look strong. They're still making him look so good. And that's, and that's the thing. Every time, like, you know, when people are worried about people coming to WWE, I look at AJ, I look at Joe, uh, Mc, even McIntyre can be put in that category. These guys have been booked, not perfectly, but they've been booked very well. Since
0: coming, returning, whatever you want to say, calling up, they've been booked very well. Well, let me, let me ask you this too. And you said it on the podcast last week. If, if, because right now it's 2-0 AJ. Or I'm sorry, no. Technically, Joe won the, uh, by disqualification at SummerSlam, but AJ kept the title. So if you want to keep it that and way. In technical
1: it's, terms, it's 1-1. It's
0: 1-1, but if it's title changing hands, it's 2-0, mm-hmm. right? AJ goes over at Super Showdown. AJ goes over at SmackDown 1000 because you think Miz is going to win the WWE uh, number one contenders match. You yeah. said it last week. What credibility does Joe have if it's a clean sweep? Yeah, that's exactly my point. So, but- so do we put the belt on Joe... In Super Showdown and have him lose it at SmackDown 1000 to set up Styles and the Miz for the Miz to finally win the championship. Because at that point too, I'm very confused and how they're gonna do this. Because well, what credibility does well, Joe have y- if he gets swept in this? Well,
1: that's that's a good point. But something that just popped in my mind is, what if Joe wins? He beats AJ twice. What if Brian wins that match and Brian feuds with Joe for a little while? And what
0: if Miz wins the Raw Rumble? Maybe, w-
1: maybe, but you could. I think the story will be better with Brian being Miz the title. No, of course. But I think you could have Miz intervene in this feud, in a potential feud with Joe and Brian, because after Miz, you you because you got to give Brian something good. Obviously, we all want the story to end with. Brian beating Miz in Mania, we all want that to happen, right?
0: And it looks like that's where it's but going.
1: At the same time, you gotta same again. You gotta give Brian compelling storylines and feuds. You could do. You could potentially have him beat Miz in Australia. Have him feud with Samoa Joe for the title. Get they have a back and forth, and you know Miz intervenes himself and gets involved, setting up a triple threat match at a at a later pay per view where you know Miz pins Brian. For The championship Joe will get his rematch. Um, you know, Miz can cheat to win or whatever, and that's that. And Joe can move on to somebody else, whoever it may be on the roster. But that's one way you can do it where you can still make Samoa Joe look good, you can still make Brian and Miz look good. AJ, I feel like you should just have him a few with Almas or somebody,
0: and just they're stay. saying that could be at Mania too. They have that match there, that was good. And I will get uh, to- there were rumors of Almas winning the Royal Rumble this year. Really? I heard that somewhere. I don't know. Uh, wouldn't mind it. I love Amos. Wouldn't mind it. But anyway, back on that, that's not a bad idea. I just don't know if that's necessarily where they want to go. If they're gonna get Miz versus Joe, I don't know if that's a rivalry that's that's necessarily gonna. That's work.
1: why. That's why I think if you're doing gonna do a Brian, if you're gonna have Joe in the title, and you do a Brian Miz. Uh, or Brian joe feud have Miz in there as a triple threat to, you know, c- to further continue the, the Miz-Brian storyline.
0: Again, it's not a bad idea. I just don't know if that's where they want to go with that. I really think no. at this point, Joe's best opportunity to win, lose the title, and have credibility while doing it was to win in Hell in a Cell that's get, my point I guess so that's my point because you have you know you, you win it at hell Smackdown so.
1: 1000 isn't that far away right after, you, you retain uh, it Australia. in Australia
0: and then you lose it at Smackdown 1000 it's a month title reign Joe doesn't need the WWE Championship he's done enough in his career it'd be nice for him to have the WWE Championship I think
1: he should be WWE I think he should be point.
0: I just don't think he necessarily needs it as bad as everybody thinks so maybe a month title reign to kind of transition AJ and Joe out of it getting the Miz involved versus AJ I think the best way to do that was to have Joe go over at hell in a cell um and again you know we'll see where it is you know maybe joe does win in australia or maybe he is the champion and maybe it's brian versus or it's um it's ms versus joe or it's brian versus joe they could do brian versus nakamura
1: for a big card feud after this who knows uh let's like like if Miz wins and if aj is still the champion continuing I, i would love to see a brian nakamura feud
0: yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. And then you see really where, where's AJ going with it. Mania. You mentioned, I know at some point, maybe you have AJ Shinsuke for the U.S. title at Mania have that rematch.
1: I actually mentioned AJ Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. Oh, I would like that. Like Jeff Hardy wins the title back and have him defend it against AJ next year.
0: Right, I'm curious to see where Randy Orton and Jeff goes too. And, and speaking of that, that was one hell of a hell in a cell match on Sunday.
1: That was another one of my favorite matches of the night. Uh, they went about half, an, uh, maybe about half an hour. Almost. They opened the show. They opened the show. To think you didn't think Randy Orton could get any, more, e- cringeworthy. any more cringeworthy and just weirded out with the finger in the earlobe thing. He went ten like what a great what a great uh, viewing experience for the PG audience putting a screwdriver twisting the earlobe. I'm just like, "Oh my god." I love that Randy Orton's a sadistic heel But let's heel not go again. TV
0: fourteen. Yeah,
1: but I love that Randy Orton is the, is is a heel again. Right, and this is where he truly shines.
0: Yeah, this has probably been his best heel run since the Legacy run, I would think. Possibly. I yeah. wasn't a fan of his heel turn with the Authority. I mean, the beginning was pretty good when when he uh, when he showed some of this, like when he was beating up the Miz in his hometown. But uh-huh. nothing. I've seen nothing like this since about two thousand eight, two thousand
1: nine. No, we haven't seen like this Randy Orton. Be this sinister in about in, eight years. In, in years, yeah. Um, so it's interesting where they're gonna where this heel turn is gonna lead Orton
0: down the line. and it's one of those things too where it's like you know if storyline purposes weren't in the way he'd have a WWE title match in two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. there's no doubt in my mind on that but you have AJ and Joe that you have to finish Daniel Bryan and The Miz are already set for a number one contenders bout
1: Randy said you think that's bad wait till you see what I do to
0: my next victim what if his next victim is Daniel Bryan yeah maybe maybe and we've seen that rivalry before. This one could be 10 times better because Brian's trying to get back to the WWE Championship like he did in 2013. Mm-hmm. But you have a more Brian sadistic... Brian and Orton had great chemistry. And, exactly, but now you have a more sadistic and more dangerous Randy Orton to deal with. This one could be 10 times better than the feud we saw five years ago. It could be. Very well could be. Absolutely could be. I thought Randy and Jeff had a lot of chemistry inside that cell. I called it. Jeff went through a table off technically the top of the cell. Yes. I called it. it wasn't a swanton off the top of the outside of the cell. Cell, but, but it it's... was a crossbody off the top of the cell. He was mm-hmm. hanging on the top, so I technically got that right. Um, I'll give that to you. you right, it right. It was in the pre-open. I made sure it was. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I thought they had great chemistry in the cell. It was back and forth. It was a phenomenal way to open the show. It was one of the better Hell in a Cell matches I've seen in a
1: long time, and that includes like the Owens Rollins Hell in a Cell match, because again, a lot of these Hell in a Cell matches can get very... These gimmick pay-per-views can get very diluted, very watered down. So it was one of the better Hell in a Cell matches I've seen in a long time.
0: I agree with that 100% on that. Um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Called it. You did call it. You said Becky would win it. Now I'm curious also to see does Charlotte get it back? Does Becky have a run? Because at this point, you're probably thinking, all right, let's set up Charlotte to win the Royal Rumble and obviously this this storyline will go a few more you know they'll have a few more matches obviously they'll go at it in australia that's confirmed Smackdown the one thing they did is that
1: they evolution worked, they worked the fans because they made it seem like becky was a tweener No, becky is a full-blown heel yeah i love her as a heel i think it's great but it makes zero sense when you have the crowd who's fully behind a heel Be a when heel. they're supposed to hate her You have to, I don't understand why they have to force things like, well, we want this person to be a babyface, and we want this person to be a heel. It's not an uncommon thing that they've done in wrestling where, well, they don't like him, and we want them to like him. They don't like, they like him, and we don't want him to like him, so let's just flip-reverse it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it I mean, Becky's
0: doing a great job, because... Because Becky, be- be- Becky knows how to, work. She be- knows how be- to be- work.
1: Becky's heel turn right now reminds me a lot of CM Punk's heel turn when he was champion and when he was leading into uh, Mania against Taker. Sure, he was able to get some heat, especially during that Taker feud, but people still... Well,
0: he got re- a lot of heat during the Rock feud, too.
1: Yeah, he did. Like he was That's the thing. Like If you're someone who's really cool and people love you and they want to cheer you, but you can be a great bad guy, too, they know how to get uh, booed. Not that I'm saying Becky can't do that, but She's still not necessarily picking at the fans. Right. She's still not necessarily talking and down that, to and them. You
0: bring up the CM Punk heel turn in 2012. It's a good point because there was a good portion of that where he wasn't getting over as a heel at all. You know, you looked at that SummerSlam triple threat. You looked at the Night of Champions match against John Cena. You even look mm-hmm. at the Hell in a Cell with Ryback. The people were behind CM Punk. And it, was, it really took until about October for Punk to start taking shots at the fans. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of started to work. But from Raw 1000 where the heel turn happened all the way to about the end of September there was nothing there it wasn't working people,
1: people still wanted to cheer CM Punk they wanted to cheer him and I think the only reason that happened was because when he said in Cole Cabana's podcast was um Rock wanted to come back and he wanted to work a heel and the only, and the options were Punk turned heel or he dropped the title to Daniel Bryan who currently was a heel right um much better off doing punk and, and rock. I agree. Even uh, though
0: I think Brian would have been, he would have worked a great match. It would
1: have been, but a heel Daniel Bryan versus a babyface Rock. Yeah, wouldn't necessarily. Not to mention,
0: work. Bryan was also starting to get over as a face at that time that's too. The whole, so
1: that's when this whole thing the
0: team Hell about. No started yeah. and all that. So it was, it, it was a better option to have my, punk do it. And my initial
1: thing with Becky is that she's doing a great job as a heel. I think her heel work is really good. It's just the crowd is still cheering for her. The, right. the crowd and even still there have been there were reports all over the place that people were uh, security guards were confiscating slash you know telling people to put down sh- signs that were anti-Charlotte there was a sign that said I boo the woo from a Twitter user and it got it got press and all over the uh, news uh, uh, sites and Becky retweeted a site with the hashtag I boo the woo so you have people who legitimately Love Becky Lynch And commentary was And Hell in a Cell Was still trying to play up the fact That Becky's like so bad And so sinister right. And just like Like no Especially the end of the match she, too she, Yeah and she's, she's mad She had a good reason to be mad We've mentioned before Charlotte and Becky both have Fair points Right Both have fair points we, it's, it's pretty much Choose who you want to root for Right It's in the fans eyes But with WWE It's no, Charlotte's the the face, and Becky's the heel.
0: Right. You and I said last week, one's not necessarily a full heel, one's not necessarily a full face. That's what it looked like. It was that's going to. Make the,
1: that's what makes the the feud so compelling. Right. Absolutely. But the thing is, when you know Becky attacked her from behind, and then she disguised herself as a fan to attack Charlotte, and then she was running down Charlotte this past uh, this past uh, Tuesday on SmackDown. It's just like you're still trying so hard to make this girl a a heel and. Granted, the girls, Grant, Becky's going to do her job. She's going to do a great job. But the thing is, I will never understand why you got to go against what's happening just so you can see what you want to happen. Right. You fight and fight and fight and fight. You're going to get a big pushback. It's what you've been, that's what's been happening for years with a lot of different people. Right.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And again, it's only fitting of like, where is this going to go? Obviously, they're going to have the match in Australia. They're going to have the match at Evolution, SmackDown mm-hmm. 1000. I'm not necessarily saying Becky's going to have a clean sweep there, but at the same time, it's like, maybe it's time to start transitioning Charlotte. We pro- we have a good idea that she's going to win the Royal Rumble, face mm-hmm. Ronda at Mania. Maybe that's where they start going. Now let's start getting somebody else involved.
1: In on, his- honestly, I, I'm... W- with the feud, don't get me wrong, I think the feud is great. Yeah, it's, it's, think, it, it was the best
0: feud leading in the hell in a
1: cell. I think so, too. I think it's probably my favorite feud going on in SmackDown. Next to the AJ-Samoa Joe feud... SmackDown's getting, you know, as far as getting invested in views is right, and the matches are better. Raw is, you know, a little different, a little shaky. Raw needs some work. Raw needs some work. SmackDown's doing doing better, still needs a little work because of the, with the placement of everything. But overall, I think the Becky Lynch-Charlotte stuff is going uh, the best so far. It's just, you can't just push her so much as a heel. Just let them be who they just just let them be let charlotte be let becky be let the fans decide and take it from there. Yeah, I agree. Don't force something.
0: Don't force something down the fans throat because you know what? It's, it. They've tried it with a lot of people and it never worked. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried it with CM Punk way back when. Didn't work. Nope. You know, they tried it with Daniel Bryan. It worked for about 20 minutes and then that was it. So, you know what? You're right. Let the fans decide. You and I said last week, one we didn't think was necessarily a full face and one wasn't necessarily a full heel. That's where I think they should go with this. Leading into Australia, leading into Evolution, leading mm-hmm. into SmackDown 1000. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, even at the end of the match, Right when Charlotte tries to raise her hand and it's like you'll never take my moment again that was one of those things where it's like not a full heel, not a full face until the commentators tried to shove it yeah, down they're, our throats they're trying to play as up her fa- as a heel they're trying
1: to play up Becky as a heel Absolutely, when Becky's like no you're not going to take my moment from me again I'm not doing this and the fans and that, are behind Becky Right, she raises up the title and they're because, clearly behind her because
0: to you and me that was a moment going alright one's not necessarily alright, one's not necessarily all wrong even in this situation but the commentators are trying to push Becky's a heel down our throats and it's not working. It's not working. It's not working at all. But the feud has been great. Yes. I'm excited where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, on SmackDown Live with Becky Lynch and his coronation as the champion and then taking out Charlotte, I thought it It made great.
1: zero sense to have the title uh, with a blanket over it, a cloth over it, when I'm like, are they debuting a new title? Yeah. No, it's the same damn belt. It's the same championship, yeah. It's the same damn belt. Like, w- why didn't Becky just come down with the championship? I don't know. The coronation i
0: not a problem with, but covering up the championship, and revealing, hey, it's the same championship that was on TV two nights ago. That made zero sense at all. I have no problem with the coronation of the championship. They did that with Ronda back way back the Monday after SummerSlam. They
1: did it with Alexa Bliss. They a did year it with ago. Alexa
0: Bliss, whatever. But don't cover up the championship. Just leave it in the ring. That's that's my point. Leave it in the ring. Just have Becky come down with it. I agree, hundred percent. So. Overall, with Hell in a Cell, I didn't again. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was great it either. It was a
1: it was a it was a night of really good wrestling. Yes. With a few wonky finishes.
0: Right. At least there were that many squash matches like they had four with at SummerSlam. Yeah. But But uh, let's move on. Obviously, you know, with you know the whole Raw and SmackDown leading now into Super Showdown in Australia in two I, and a half weeks. I think a few things to point out
1: with Raw. Um, I I'm liking this Bobby Lashley Leo Rush partnership. Yeah. I think it's going great. They've only been together for a couple of weeks, and they already feel feel really well-established, and Leo Rush can be a really big help for Bobby Lashley right. and, and vice versa. And
0: they're also trying to build up Bobby and Kevin because Cena's going to be involved in that tag match with Elias and all that, mm-hmm. so they're starting to build that up. Don't be surprised, obviously, to see Cena on Raw next week or in a couple of weeks leading that up to it. That was
1: originally supposed to be Owens and Cena.
0: Yeah, which I would have been much more fine with. Yeah just Owens and Cena because those two from Kevin Owens first night in the door had phenomenal chemistry with Kevin going over in the first match Mm -hmm. to the US title being on the line they almost had an NXT championship match at one point which I thought would have been awesome if that happened um You know, whether Cena had won it or not, the idea of Cena challenging for the NXT Championship I thought would have been pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, if if it was just one-on-one, I would have been much more fine with that. I don't hate the tag team match, but you're starting to see on Raw because you forgot that this match had already been made official going, wait, Bobby kevin a lot oh so that's yeah. what they're trying to do because that match is happening in two weeks
1: yeah uh, i think that was the one high the one highlight from uh from raw to a pretty you know pretty boring raw yeah it
0: was boring raw
1: i mean and the gist of undertaker's promo was is that
0: you know kane's gonna be in my corner that's it so now let's ask everybody here are we gonna have kane or are we gonna have glenn jacobs the mayor because let's not be beat around the bush here. are they even we're, gonna we're gonna have Kane,
1: but we're gonna have a shirt that says Glenn Jacobs for mayor in the in the raw the raw logos. We should,
0: we should have a drinking game for every time they mention that he's the mayor and if he and if they don't once, you chug. <laughs> at that point because like, I'm curious like are we just going to forget the so fact we, that this guy to, is we would, in charge of a we'd, community we'd
1: have, to, we'd have to wait after the match if they don't mention it at all then just chug everything
0: right and then you just take a drink every time they mention that he's the mayor but it's like <laughs> are we not even going to mention the fact that this well, man the, is in charge the, of a
1: community <laughs> the, the thing that they're going to be apparently at Crown Jewels what they want to build to is a Shawn Michaels, Triple H as DX against Undertaker and Kane as the Brothers of Destruction. Really? That is a you know that's a match being flown around because apparently the prince in Saudi Arabia is a huge fan of old WWF and WWE
0: stuff. So Shawn would come out of retirement before Mania, is what you're saying? Yes, but I I wouldn't have
1: a problem with that. But I still think that can still lead to a match down the line with Taker.
0: And Shawn Michaels. Well, it would be more of a possibility if you had this first, Um, and especially if you know you have Shawn costing Undertaker at Super Showdown, or maybe Shawn pins Undertaker a Crown Jewel, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, If that were the case, I'd be like, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. That's it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where you know, now that you have Kane in his corner, obviously you're going to have. Sean Work probably is the heel You're going to have Kane and Undertaker as the faces in this match Honestly, no It's just, it's four guys Well, I'm talking about writing purposes I'm not talking about to the fans I don't even think that either You don't know think?
1: No, I think it's just going to be, you know You're going to cheer for who you're going to cheer for You like Taker and Kane, you like Taker and Kane If you like Michaels and Triple H, you like Michaels and Triple H Does
0: this match main event the show?
1: Um, no I still think the Roman Reigns uh, match The triple threat with I would- Lesnar Will main event the show
0: what in Australia or
1: no? Uh, That's Crown... what I'm talking
0: about. I'm like, does Triple H Undertaker? Oh yeah, make Triple H, in H. Triple
1: H Undertaker main events the show. The Triple Threat for the Universal Title main events Crown Jewel.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And then again, if Brock wins that championship back, I'm, I'm just, I'm just done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think this leads down to something. But it's gonna be funny to see Kane, whether he's in the mask or he's like, he's like he old Kane, like and it's like. This guy is a mayor in a community that has children, and he's coming out choke slamming people. <laughs> That's good. I, when well, that was the funniest was, part of the promo, I'm like, wait, this guy's a mayor now. He's allowed to was, come back and there, work.
1: There were pictures in uh, on Twitter that surfaced. It was uh, Rick and Charlotte and Flairs. Oh, uh, Flairs' wedding. Flairs' wedding. His eighth t- wedding. T- Taker and uh, Michelle Michelle McCool were there, and. Taker had two glasses of whiskey in, in one hand, in, in one hand, one on top of the other, and Flair with his eyes all bugged out, like, like a real. Caption on Twitter is always like, "Real man drinks, uh, carries two glasses of whiskey in one or, hand, or it's like take one glass of double whiskey, double fisting in
0: one hand, something like that.
1: One glass of whiskey ain't enough for Undertaker.
0: Exactly." um but yeah you know you look at that match i'm excited for the match i'm interested to see how kane and shaw necessarily get involved with the match does it lead to the to the tag team match at crown jewel i'd be fine with that because first of all i didn't even know that crown jewel necessarily existed until monday night and then Mm. to announce that triple threat i'm like okay here's how it's gonna end roman's gonna pin Braun because he's not gonna pin brock i'd be shocked if he pinned brock um Roman, like you said, and like I said last week, I expect him to hold this for a while, at yeah. least until WrestleMania. Yeah. Probably will retain there as well, and then go on for... I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Roman break Brock's streak. I'm I'm not even kidding you right now. I would not be surprised to see that. Yeah. 505 course. days, I would not be shocked at all. Yeah. I think
1: we pretty much... That's pretty much just what happened on Raw. SmackDown was way more interesting. We, Smackdown and we was got, a lot better. And we got a little bit into it with the Becky Charlotte thing. Um, the breakup of Rusev day. That
0: was a shock. Um, I didn't expect that. I mean, I knew it was coming. I didn't expect it to come that soon.
1: I feel, I mean, once Aiden English kind of went off and yelled at that producer and then Lana was there and said, I have to tell you something. And Rusev's like, not now. I felt like, yeah, this is a US title match. Aiden's going to cost Rusev I never expected
0: Aiden to be the heel, though. I really didn't.
1: The Rusev Day chants are over, and they're finally like, yeah, you know what, Let, let's just finally give in. Oh, so
0: now they make the right call with the heel. Yeah, now... That's now. my
1: point, I'm like, Now they make the right call.
0: I understand Rusev is over, but I'm like, all right, Becky was over, Punk was over. Hey, let's turn them heel. I know. But at least they're getting it right. Um, Undertaker's been over. Let's try and turn him heel. That was the biggest disaster of all time. Yes. Uh, that's my point. But yes, they made the right I mean, call with this
1: one. No more Rusev Day as a tag team. Um... A little heartbroken by that, just me personally. I love them together. Oh, they were good. But uh, this this could lead to a pretty good feud. I think Aiden Rusev will have a uh, you know late, not lengthy but like one or two match uh, pay per view feud. That that just. Yeah, not too much in there. Probably go one-on-one th- in
0: Australia, I, you pr- think?
1: Probably. You need to give Nakamura something because, Jesus, you... you he's got
0: nothing right you, now.
1: You, he's the United States champion, and you're giving him nothing. He wasn't even on the card at Hell in a Cell. No, he wasn't. I think that's kind of really like, okay, well, you're defending against Rusev. Honestly, the U.S. title could be better suited for this... Rusev ate an English shoot. You're giving Nakamura nothing
0: what, even, what should have happened Was they should have Gave the belt to Rusev On Smackdown And then Aiden English Came out and assaulted him That's, that's what, what I, should have happened That's
1: what I thought For a second Might have happened But I guess not I don't know what They're going to do With Nakamura but They
0: mo- need to give him somebody
1: There isn't too much You can say about the, uh, the, Rus- the Rusev day thing But the one thing From Smackdown That was my favorite Was the AJ Almas match Man these that guys Are great so match. great
0: together This was even better Than their first match Yeah like, uh, Sign me up for them at WrestleMania the because if you're ver- going to give AJ somebody, give him give him Almas. The very
1: end of that match, AJ reverses the Hammerlock DDT. Oh, goes upside in, down. Goes upside down into a Styles Clash. Which was sold perfectly. That was... Inc- no broken necks. That was incredible. No, that, Absol- that was cool. That was absolutely incredible. No broken necks necessary. Almas is going to go very far. Yeah. I, you know, some people may think like, oh, you know, he's been losing a lot. I'm like, you know what? He's putting on these great matches. People are very high on him. People inside the organization are going to pay attention. Mm -hmm. People are paying attention. Zelina Vega is probably the best manager, the full-time best manager in the entire roster right now. She can talk and she can work. Those two are going to go very far together. Yeah. Just... Just wait.
0: There there will probably be at one point, maybe not this year, but next year, he's going to get a shot at the championship. Oh, for sure. He's going to get a shot at the WWE title. And again, when he beat McIntyre for the NXT championship, obviously, I was like, all right, maybe this that is was something the, that
1: can... That was the start of all this. Because this was the on, start. Because honestly, before then, Almas was a guy where I was just like, you know, he's good... I don't think he's going to go very far. This is just a transitional
0: match uh, leading into Adam Cole, probably. Yeah, because that's... Because they had to do the war games first. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because everybody
1: thought, you know, Cole was going to take the NXT Championship from Drew McIntyre.
0: Yep. And that was originally the the thing and then they brought war games in Mm -hmm. and my whole thing was all right all is good but he's not gonna lose to McIntyre this is just one transition match into Philadelphia where Adam Cole's gonna beat McIntyre for the championship if he never
1: won the NXT championship I never would have thought he would go far in the main roster never
0: do you think if McIntyre didn't get hurt, he would have won that match? Do you think that was a split, like, change in the That's in the, That's always something
1: I think about. Was that something that was decided right then and there? Was that something that was already planned? Obviously, the injury was not planned. Right. But I don't know. That's that's something that I feel like you're not ever really going to know. It's kind of speculation. I've heard things of, yeah, um, okay, Drew's hurt. Then they decide to switch the, the finish. And have Almas win right or almost was always supposed to win I don't know but this guy is money I think I've I don't know if I said on here but he's the answer to the Alberto Del Rio thing they've been wanting yeah because Del Rio was just just boring nobody cared people like well no some people like almost but he is a great heel he's great in the ring just almost is the future He's going to be the future top heel on SmackDown.
0: I agree with that 100%. So why don't we move into something that you brought up originally before. Was the um, There was a meeting that took place last week between WWE officials and Impact Wrestling officials. Mm-hmm. There's not really many details on it. There's not really that much to speculate as of right now.
1: It's just a matter of members of Triple H's team and uh, Scott Demore, and I don't want to say Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash works for... Uh, Triple H's team. Uh, But I know Scott Damore was involved. I think it's just a matter of maybe it's them getting some more tapes but I think they already have tapes for to put in their promo packages. I was going to say they have access to the archives now. I think what the thing mainly what this meeting is is that it's just a matter of you know TNA uh, Impact now when like Dixie Carter and Hogan and Bischoff and uh, Russo they were trying to go after Raw and WWE TV it just didn't work it did not work I think it's just a matter of you know we're over here you guys are obviously the biggest wrestling organization in the world and you're always gonna be top there's nobody's gonna come close to you we are just kinda over here doing our own thing providing an alternative and I guess it's just a matter of that's pretty much what this meeting is
0: right it's that's interesting because it's like again, you know, there's not much details on this. If that's the case, fine. Probably just one of those things where it's like, you know, we can help you, you can help us down the line. Like, for yeah. example, for tapes, um, maybe there's something where it's like, you know, for example, you know, Austin Aries was in the WWE for a little while. Maybe they get tapes of that that come into promos or something like that. That could be essentially a
1: thing, too. What if Impact wants Austin Aries tapes from his WWE time? Yeah. They want stuff from NXT when he was in the Cruiserweight division. They could want some stuff. They want maybe right, some highlights the, from the
0: You know, Impact Wrestling has, you know, not their own app, but they are on an app now where it's very similar to the WWE Network. They might start producing their own content. Maybe some documentaries, maybe some... They could be. You know, maybe some... Obviously, they have, like, every pay-per-view and every match on there as well, but, you know, documentaries could be down the line. Um, you know, versions of their WWE 24s down the line where they might need tapes from WWE for some of these guys. Maybe, potentially. Um,
1: just that it, it's a very interesting thing that they're doing right now. Just We'll have to wait to see if there's any more details.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, but it is interesting to see that the two actually met and discussed. Mm-hmm. So, what that is and what the full details are, I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah, one thing we do know for sure is that Vince McMahon and Triple H were not present. No, it was Triple H's team and then higher ups of Impact, Scott Demore being one of them obviously. Uh, but yeah, the highest of ups of Triple H Vince McMahon were not there. Yeah. Uh, but people were representing Triple H from his team, so that's almost as high as they can go without actually talking to the two themselves. Potentially. Maybe Potentially. one of those guys in the team was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, maybe. 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 So why don't we move on to our last point before we end this, and you wanted to bring this up as well. Matt Hardy retiring from WWE action. Is that that's what it's looking like?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much confirmed. Pretty
0: much confirmed. It looks like he's going to take a role backstage, maybe as a producer. I know he went home for a little bit, and God bless what they're going through down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, you've seen I just, his Twitter.
1: I, I just saw a thing on Instagram uh, yesterday from Matt's uh, Instagram where Rebby, was mopping up their
0: basement. Yeah. And their basement got hit pretty bad. Well they were right in that area of yeah, like all because the problem with the hurricane was not necessarily it was severe when it made landfall. It didn't move. Yeah. So they got rain for probably three or four days non stop. It was pretty bad. And, and that, that's pretty it's, much as bad just, as you can get. It's
1: just glad that, you know, uh, you know, nobody in Matt's family was hurt or injured. Yeah, the worst that they sustained was just some flooding.
0: Yeah, absolutely, no, no question about that. But you know, moving back onto that, Matt Hardy retiring, and it's a shame. Um, it, it's
1: a shame because uh, Matt and Jeff, uh, for me, and probably for you too, they were my favorite tag team. Oh yeah, up. Well, my, fa- my favorite tag team of all time. Um, you know, I uh, when I was uh, growing up watching wrestling. I didn't really get to see the Hardys in their heyday and I never and when I was a young kid and a teenager I never got to see there were a few guys I never got to see Ladd never got to see Edge never got to see Shawn Michaels I never got to see Jeff Hardy or Matt Hardy in a match life. Right. Uh, when I started watching wrestling again and as the years passed I was fortunate that I got to see a the Hardys team in Madison Square Garden against the Bar for the Raw Tag Team Championships and I'm thankful that I got to see that because Matt and Jeff were such a huge part of my childhood growing up watching right. wrestling. It's sad because Matt was always such an underrated guy, um, I think, just as a wrestler. A lot of people like lean more towards Jeff. Right. And understandably so. But uh, Matt's a brilliant, brilliant mind in wrestling. He has the, 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 brilliant
0: the, talking the, skills. The,
1: the, the broken slash woken universe is all him. And it's. Uh, He's, he's just brilliant even the yeah. you know rich Matt Hardy stuff he did where he's like it's so you have no idea, no idea how hard how, it is how how to, be hard Matt, it is Hardy. to Matt Hardy and have all this money like the videos he was putting out where like he's opening cabinets in his house and just money falls on him he looks like he's about to cry <laughs> and he's wiping the tears like hundred dollar bills I'm just like this is hilarious this is absolutely hilarious yeah and he is but those
0: leg jobs come back to haunt you eventually. yeah
1: and even watching some of the stuff he did outside WWE he joined the kingdom yeah, he was with Adam Cole and Mike, formerly Mike Bennett, now Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis and uh, Matt Taven. You know, he was kind of like the uh, the Ric Flair of Evolution to that group. You know, he was the one with the most experience,
0: biggest veteran in the group.
1: Yeah, and then you know the broken the broken Hardys winning the tag titles from the Young Bucks in the Hammerstein Ballroom, and then them coming back at, at Mania. Uh t- thirty three. That was the best. That maybe one of my most favorite Hardy Boys moments.
0: Forget that. The WWE twenty four leading into that was awesome. Uh, that, the that, whole story of how they got them in the building. That's how probably my favorite. 24. Nobody on the roster knew they were there except the guys who were in Gorilla before they went out there. Mm-hmm. No one knew they were showing up. My favorite twenty fours are that one and the Seth Rollins twenty
1: four. It's 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 a shit like um if you look at all the guys who were involved in those TLC matches, ladder matches, with Edge, Christian, Matt and Jeff, and Bubba and Devon, um, all of them except Devon, poor Devon, won a world championship, whether it be in the WWE or outside of it. Right. Edge, Christian, Jeff, all won the a world championship in WWE. Matt and Matt, Bully Matt, won and, it in TNA. Yes, Matt won in TNA. It sucks that. I mean, he was a world champion. That's great. I just would have loved to see Matt Hardy win the WWE Championship. closest he ever
0: got was the ECW
1: title. But that was a glorified mid-title. Of course. To be honest. But I don't know. I just... One of my favorite Matt Hardy... The Hardy Boys matches was TLC2. Oh,
0: um, it was a great one.
1: They had great chemistry with the Bard in recent memory. Right. Uh, Just, what you know, what are your favorite, like, Matt Hardy moments? Or Hardy's moments with, with Matt? Just talk about a
0: little bit i think my favorite was probably wrestlemania 33 when they came out and you know they they profiled it Mm -hmm. on the 24 episode uh where he comes out and he's running down the ramp like a little kid just Mm -hmm. like i'm home like this is great first of all i remember watching that in my dorm room in college and i never really thought about it because i saw the picture of them leaving orlando yeah when in reality that picture was taken when they landed in orlando so i figured oh, they're probably not going to be there. That's a damn shame. But hey, maybe they'll be there down the line. No problem. And as soon as the New Day came out and announced the Fatal 4-Way, I was like, oh my God, they're coming. All the deletes chants started the happening. The delete chance started. And then it's like, but what if New Day is just putting... Those dumbasses, what if they're just putting themselves in this match and all of a sudden... They teased it. And all of a sudden, doom, 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 doom. that place went nuts. <laughs>
1: I was watching it at uh, Fozzie's house and people were going... Well, people. There was only me... Foz, his family, his dad, and my my girlfriend. And we were going nuts. I was like, oh my god. Like, I'm jumping up and down. I'm like a little kid again watching Matt and Jeff Hardy come down to WrestleMania. It... uh
0: Seeing the New Day's reaction to it. I know. And Big E was like, oh, that was a pop. And yeah, I'm not going to say what he really the, said, but the, he's twi- like, oh, that was a pop. In the 24 special, yes, that was great. The best in that 24 episode was when they started playing the music. And obviously it didn't look like this in real life, but this is how people edit. was They let the music play. They let the crowd cheer. This went on in the special for probably about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they brought them out. And obviously that didn't happen on real TV, but no. on the special, watching that the chills down your spine going like wow they really cared about that much they were over in the wrestling world and then when you heard from jeff's wife and matt's wife when their reactions of watching them run out mm-hmm. there and the best part was like jeff was like i was so excited i almost fell off the ramp into the crowd i was like "Ooh, well, have got to save myself
1: <laughs> it was uh you know you, you cannot deny that matt hardy uh he is he will go down for sure as one of the greats in tag teams and as a as a really get in mind in wrestling and I think you know for sure you know I say next year put him in the
0: Hall of Fame but um, does he go in the Hall of Fame alone or is he going with Jeff that's the thing I think because I think they're because, gonna wait for Jeff to retire before I,
1: they do I would think so but I think you know because Jeff because sorry Edge is already in the Hall of Fame by himself Christian is not.
0: But Edge also won 11 world titles. He was a great singles wrestler. And I'm not saying Matt's not. But, yeah, but, this, but, but, has, but at the
1: same time, Jeff is a multiple-time
0: world champion. Right. Right. But also, you know, you look at them, they brought them back together. And again, I'm not saying that Matt doesn't have any credibility as a singles wrestler, but no, Edge, yeah. out of the four, Edge, Christian, actually out of the six, Edge, Christian, Dudley's, he's and the, the most, Hardy's. He's the most decorated. He's the most decorated as a singles wrestler in that company. So I think when it comes to putting Matt in the Hall of Fame, I think they are going to wait for Jeff. I don't think which so. Which I wouldn't I, mind. I, I think
1: it. I think it's a thing of, you know, because cause what if Christian goes in the Hall of Fame? Are you going to lump Edge and Christian together as a tag team?
0: Fair point, yes. Fair point. I, I think that's a little bit of a different circumstance where they're like, all right, we can't put Edge in the Hall of Fame twice. That's only reserved for one person who's ever don't come close me, to that. Don't get me
1: wrong. I, won't, I wouldn't mind seeing the Hardys go in together as a tag team, but they are, they're so well-known together. They're so well-known apart that essentially you
0: could do both. You could. I just don't know if they're going to because, again, Matt Hardy had a lot of single success. Outside the company, he That's had true. some success in the company. Don't get me wrong; version one was great. He had a great run in 08. He had a good heel run with Jeff. I
1: feel like the only thing they would be willing to allow him to speak about well, well it's Hall of Fame, so I think he can pretty much go free range. He, oh, there's no he, script for that. He, he can talk about. I believe at least now they can talk about his TNA run with the world title with the broken stuff because that leads into the woken Matt Hardy I think if th- I think
0: if that's going to be a decision factor for him going to the Hall of Fame, he will go in by himself. I do agree. And the fact that you had that WWE 24 with all of that TNA footage of them both being world champions and both being drug addicts at the same time, mm-hmm. if you had all that footage come in, if they're also going to put his TNA... Uh, accomplishments in with his WWE, Matt will go in by himself. I agree with that. I just don't know if that's going to be a factor in him going into the Hall of Fame. He will be in the Hall of Fame. The question is, does he go in with Jeff or by himself? Because I
1: can easily see Matt going in by himself and Jeff's the one to induct him. Okay, fair enough. I can easily see that and then vice versa.
0: But you can also see them both go in and who inducts them? Edge and Christian.
1: Edge and Christian could induct
0: them or
1: the Dudleys can induct them.
0: Put all four of them up there. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Really? But again, I, I do agree with you in this sense, but only if his TNA accomplishments are in it there as well. If that's the case yeah. too, he'll go in by himself. Until that though, if that's not a deciding factor, I think they're going to wait for Jeff, which isn't going to be that long. It's going to be this year or next year.
1: No, I, I say Jeff's like, he's in his 40s already. Um, I'd say he's got a couple more years maybe left in him. A- do you think Jeff has one more world title in him? oh for sure I think he'll win the world title at least one more time if not wouldn't be surprised but I also would not be surprised if he wins it because I think it's one point Vince McMahon knows that Jeff Hardy is money and he likes a Jeff Hardy single run I think at some point they'll put the championship on him or at least he'll
0: have a championship match right at the very least because you remember the night he won in 08 that place went crazy that was on my birthday yeah that was on your birthday very good <laughs> um and then obviously the matches he put on with Edge you know not even just in that winter but in the summer as mm-hmm. well the matches he put on with CM Punk don't get me wrong he's a money draw and I think if one of them were going to go in by themselves, it would be Jeff over Matt. Yeah. But you're, you're right. I don't see Jeff going into the Hall of Fame twice with his brother, mm-hmm. um, and if that's the case. But, you know, they do have decisions to make with Matt Hardy, whether he goes in or not, alone. And I do think, again, his TNA accomplishments will speak for itself of why he should go in as a singles wrestler. But if it's strictly on WWE, I would be shocked if they put him in by himself. That's my point.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Because he still did a lot of great stuff on his own. He did. Remember version one Matt Hardy? That was funny as
0: hell. With the Cruiserweight Championship? Cruiserweight Championship, all the Mattitude facts. Stuff, the feud with MVP? feud with MVP was good. I agree with that. Even the the run he had against Jeff. At least the beginning of it, I thought was pretty good. It was good TV. Yeah. So, yeah, they have a case. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen and it shouldn't happen. All I'm saying is I don't think it's going to happen because I think it would be... In their eyes, I think they're going to wait for Jeff. I think they realize it could be better that way. Okay. That's it, all
1: I'm saying. It could be, like, more... They have
0: a case. Okay. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah.
1: But uh, if, if I'm going to go with, like, my favorite matches with with Matt and Matt Hardy and, you know, Hardys or whatever, for sure, I'm going to go with TLC2. That was um, a good one. The the house show match I saw with them against The Bar and Madison Square Garden. Their Iron Man match and Extreme Rules was pretty good, too. Yes, the Iron Man match, too. Actually, no, this. The uh, extreme rules was the steel cage. Or steel I- cage. I'm sorry. Iron Man was on Raw.
0: No, Iron Man was um. They had a steel. They were both on pay per view. I know that the Iron Man match was not on Raw. I think it steel was. cage might have been on Raw. The steel cage was. I remember the steel cage was on. Was that was that extreme? Was rules? it a
1: steel cage Iron Man? <laughs> No, it was a steel cage at Extreme Rules, and I believe the Iron Man match was on Raw.
0: I'm looking this up right now, because I, not that I don't believe you, I just think both matches were on pay-per-view. Hardy's Bar, The Bar. Steel Cage? Steel Cage is
1: Extreme Rules, I'm for sure.
0: Okay, that took place... Extreme Rules. hmm So now the Iron Man match... No, the Iron Man match was at Great Balls of Fire, I remember. I don't even think they were on the Great Balls of Fire th- card. Iron Man match. I'm pretty sure it was Great Balls of Fire. I don't know why we're getting into this. Yeah, Great Balls of Fire, Iron Man match for the Raw Tag Team. Oh, uh, it was? Yep. I think the, the bar was... that. That's a 2K version of it. Um... Uh, who gives a hell who was the champion? Who cares? They had great matches with the ball. All I'm saying is they were both on pay-per-view. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had great matches. Um, I Again, Matt's singles run was pretty good. One of my favorite moments of that, too, was when he twisted faded MVP off the ladder at WrestleMania. Yeah. As yeah. if how MVP didn't die off that, I don't know. <laughs> um, and,
1: even, and even the Money in the Bank before that, that year. Jeff, oh, when and, Je- Jeff, when Jeff, Jeff jumped Matt on were, edge. Jeff and Matt were both in that.
0: Yeah, and even, you know, you know, Matt's performance in that was pretty good. Overlooked, of course, by and, Jeff landing on Edge. And
1: how can we forget the final deletion?
0: Oh, the final deletion Matt, was fantastic. Matt, Hart,
1: Matt Hardy's absolute masterpiece. Yeah. And then... And the he got ult- to bring it to WWE. And the ultimate deletion with Bray Wyatt... Was just as good, and not saying better, oh but it was God. just as good. It was hokey. It was funny. It was great. It was just it's everything you expected because you cannot expect the broken woken Matt Hardy character to be too serious a lot of the broken Matt Hardy stuff is silly yes and you had to go into that thinking this is gonna be funny and it was funny and I love where uh, Matts like running around like those those uh those tombstones and Brace trying to find them like right. like cartoon style and like and then he goes into the shed and goes share uh Damn it. What do you say? Uh, more of lawn, chair of wheels.
0: Yes. More of lawn, chair of wheels. Wonderful. Like, it was great. What about it, um in the final deletion match where the, the brothers are shooting fireworks at each other? Yeah. I'm like, how is this legal? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. The referee's just sitting there going, I have no idea what to do. I uh, hope someone d- like deleter, dies so deleter, I can count three. Deleted decay was good.
1: A, a total non-stop deletion at the end where Hurricane and Hardy like yes right. the man with three H's would be very appreciative of how we buried these young talents yes. and they give a thumbs up and look right into the camera and <laughs> they literally looked like they buried their opponents exactly it was great just it, it's gonna suck not having Matt Hardy on TV anymore but, no, if, but if, I think if the guy is hurt if he's beat he up he can't compete he can't compete it's right. He can for sure stay with the company as a producer. Well, he, a
0: contract he, isn't up until next year.
1: Yeah, so you can still have him doing stuff backstage. You know, if if his family wants to relocate to Florida, which I don't think they do, but he could he could be a trainer. He could do something in the company because uh, the guy. I is, think he'll
0: have a big part of the company moving forward.
1: Yeah, because the guy is brilliant. His he's just so smart and he has a lot of great ideas. So you can definitely use Matt Hardy in a backstage role. It's as as fans, it's gonna suck to see him off TV. Uh, but I just hope that whatever he does, he thrives in the company.
0: Absolutely. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back next week, obviously, with more wrestling news, hopefully a lot more is going on next week. We'll have more build-up to Super Showdown, Evolution.
1: Jericho Cruise is going to come right around the corner. Jericho
0: Cruise is right around the corner, end of October, I believe, so that's they about just a month Papa away. Buck, the young buck's dad, to be on the cruise. Oh, there you go. See, there you go. <laughs> um, so there's a lot more to come with that. I'm sure we'll be discussing that in a couple of weeks. We will have more build-up leading into Super Showdown, SmackDown 1000, Evolution, All of that and more coming up on the next couple of editions of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So for Sean McChesney.
1: And CJ Pomoceno.
0: We'll see you next time.